like to acknowledge right now we are broadcasting on the stolen Gadigal land of the Eora Nation and pay our respects to elders past and present and extend that respect to any First Nations person listening in right now. We acknowledge their ongoing struggle and that sovereignty was never ceded. You're tuned in for the record here on FBI Radio 94.5 where this week we're listening to Gordon Coang's album Unity. Such a huge album, and it's going to be such a fun listen for the next hour. So tuck yourselves in 
For the Record is a weekly album show. We're going to be going through the ins and outs of the whole record and Gordon's story. So don't go anywhere. You can keep up to date with the track list at fbiradio.com slash programs. Now, Gordon Kowang is a bona fide pop star. Yeah, I, when we were doing a little bit of like research and listening to this record, I was watching a few YouTube videos of him oh. performing back in Sudan, and it's insane. The crowds he's pulling and the energy you know, in the field or in the room where he's playing is just absolutely electric, and it's kind of like the same kind of vibe where you would go to see like a stadium show. It's the same kind of feeling where, you know, if you, you watch like a band, I don't know, this is obviously not musically comparable, but like someone like Coldplay where their fans are just like at their beck and call. It's the same kind of vibe for him and his audience back over in Sudan. So it was wild to see that he's just has this mass, mass following. But in Australia, obviously, he's still kind of scratching the surface and people are still kind of getting to know him. Yeah, it almost reminds me of, definitely not sonically, but in terms of that whole bringing together groups of people, I want mm. to say one, four even. Yeah, I guess so. It's a bit of a rogue comparison, but I'm kind of into it. We're all about rogue comparisons here on For The Record. We're going to go through a little bit more on Gordon's story and in particular... We want to really spotlight uh, Music in Exile. If you tuned into the show last week, we had a label showcase with Joe Alexander from Bedroom Suck. We want to give him a very big shout out because if it wasn't for him starting Music in Exile as a, a compilation at the time and then slowly but surely into another label, we probably wouldn't be hearing about Gordon Coang and he wouldn't be making the mark that he is making. So for the record, wants to give a big Shout out to Music in Exile. Now, this is not Gordon Coang's first dabble in music. He's been making music, playing music for the last 20 years. He's got LPs in the double digits, but this is his first album as what he calls himself an Australian. Yeah, and I guess that's why it's kind of being billed as his debut album, because it's almost like a, a reintroduction or an introduction, like it's him showing himself to a brand new audience where he doesn't maybe have that kind of superstar status that he had over in Sudan. But I, I kind of like that because it's almost like a, a fresh start. He gets to really like flex all his musical muscles to the nth degree. Again, you know, with, with no preconceived notions on what he has done, what he mm. hasn't done. So I feel like that from an artistic standpoint, that must be kind of really nice to, you know, feel like you really, really want to lay it all out on the line and have everything to prove. Yeah, it reminds me a lot of Omar Suleiman and how well-received he was by Western audiences and how mm. so many people, like, wrapped around him to lift him up. And there's definitely that same feeling with Gordon Coang. Um, I remember watching his showcase at Big Sound last year and he definitely had one of the biggest crowds of the whole weekend and everyone in the crowd was having so much fun just watching him enjoy himself. Yeah, and I think when you when you look at those kind of performances and outside of Australia, I think you really kind of understand and get more of an insight into his cult status mm -hmm. and why some of his fans call him the king of music, which is obviously a very very lofty call, but you know, I don't it, it's probably not misplaced to to them he probably is the king of music, which is is really really nice to hear those kind of terms being thrown around. Mm. So 
let's get into his origins and background for a bit. Gordon Coang plays with his cousin and longtime carer Paul. Together, they blend traditional Noya rhythms with original compositions in English, Arabic, and his native language of Noya, which is the uh, ethnic group he belongs to from the region that is now South Sudan along the Nile. Gordon is also and has been since birth blind, which which adds an extra element of depth to his music. Yeah, I think it when you kind of start to approach it from that perspective, I think it just makes the story that little bit more compelling, you know, where he's able to kind of overcome all this and really, really cement himself as one of the legends of music in his in his home, you know, and that's pretty amazing that he's been able to learn all these instruments and music playing in general without being able to see. Yeah, obviously goes without saying. Um, and this whole record, we're going to really come back to this a, a lot, I guess, over the next hour, but this record is such a big moment, I think, for Gordon Coang. He pretty much, on a whim, in the middle of a tour, decided to not go back home and stayed in Australia and has gone through the whole ordeal of applying for permanent residency in Australia while at the back of his mind he's thinking about his wife and his children and his family and the reason why he decided to make this decision to stay in Australia for the last five years under some really unfortunate and pretty devastating circumstances. The political and civil unrest in South Sudan is pretty catastrophic, I want to say. His ethnic group are being killed and it made more and more sense for Gordon to stay out of South Sudan. And this is where Music in Exile comes along. So the whole aim of Music in Exile is to provide a means of asylum seekers and migrants to network, release their music and promote it. And I guess it kind of comes back to this whole stint that Gordon has had in Australia has been the longest time he's spent not really making music. It was the longest break between drinks, if you want to say. Yeah, and you can understand why. Obviously, going through a real tumultuous experience in his life, probably not really knowing exactly what he wants to do, what he has to do, what he can do. I can't even begin to imagine what that's like. And mm. I, th- I feel like a break from music was probably inevitable, you know, going through something like that. Yeah, and so part of the MO of the Gordon Cohen project is for Gordon and his cousin to raise money for Gordon to be reunited with his family, mm. which is makes me well up at the thought. But more than anything, the project is, in spite of all this adversity, how much joy Gordon Cohen is giving through music and how he has in the face of it all, turned to giving hope to people throughout all these experiences of suffering. Yeah, absolutely. And I think he kind of details that where he's obviously in a relatively dark place and, you know, pretty unsure of what his next steps are. But I think being able to channel all of that energy into something positive and reinforcing that there is hope is so, so powerful. And I feel like if there's anyone who does it, amazing. It's definitely Gordon Cohen. Mm. And I mean, we definitely don't need to 
go in on trying to make someone or make you imagine what it would be like to be separated from your family for five plus years. Like that obviously goes without saying, but we feel like this project really comes to a head with the song Asylum Seeker, which lyrically Gordon sings, "Um, My dear asylum seeker, we know you're waiting for your permanent protection visa. Sometimes it has been hard. Our advice is it won't be long until you have it. You need to be patient. And the reason why he wrote Asylum Seeker was because despite his sunny disposition and despite the joy and smiles of his sets, in person, behind it all, he was suffering. And he really turned to music to give himself not only a spring in his step, but to really get through everything. And he's now taking the time to release all of this music in the hope that anyone else who is in that kind of suffering is going to see a light at the end of the tunnel. I think on that note, we're going to jump into a little bit more of Gordon Coang's Unity. This track is called Stand Up, Clap Your Hands.
Konekar run right there. And up the top, stand up, clap your hands. You've been listening to For The Record, where we're talking all about Gordon Koang's album Unity. It was released on Music In Exile fairly recently. We wanted to give it a little bit more of a spotlight here on the show today. Earlier, we shed a little light on Gordon's background and his life story and how his music now is really about providing a sense of not only joy but the means for others to have something to turn to in the face of uncertainty as it did for him during some really tough times. You can see that lyrically a lot of his music is about trying to articulate what it means to be an artist who exists between two states. The lyrics are in English, Arabic, in his native dialect of Noya as well throughout the whole thing and traditional instruments used like the tom which is a big boxy guitar but with free floating strings and there is no supporting neck to it and from what I can remember to be able to play it Gordon was sitting down and the tom was resting on the floor kind of Mm. like a double bass almost yeah one of my other favorite things about the way that Gordon plays the tom is he also mirrors a lot of the time his vocal lines with the melody of the tom And I feel like that double layering, I'm a sucker for it in pop music and I'm a sucker for it in this music. I feel like it's so such a... When it's done right, it's amazing. And I feel like this is another key example of that working so, so well. Yeah, it's like a a guitar cross harp. Yeah. So that's across the whole record. That's, I guess, his signature. And this Tom used in the album is pretty significant because it was made in Australia, his original one is back at his home in South Sudan with his wife and also what's interesting is that I guess typically in his past discography um, Gordon was using a lot of like backing track and backed by drum machines and synthesizers but I thought it was so fun and interesting when I saw him play with this full big band and they are totally in the best way like wiling out to the vibes that he's putting down on the floor and they're all really reading each other and reading what Gordon wants from him. And apparently he's been very specific with how he wants each band member to play each section. Well, and that's the other thing. I feel like, and, and you can kind of all, all almost hear it on the record as well, everyone's almost always trying to keep up with Gordon. You know, like he's he's got this such a commanding presence about him and I feel like they would be having to, you know, look twice over the shoulder to figure out exactly where he's going with it and then trying to mirror that as well. So he's almost, he's like 20 steps ahead of everyone he's playing with. Yeah, it's like a a rogue skiffle band and like jazz group energy across his live band. Mm. And more so, more than anything, he's very charming, very charismatic, loves to interact with the crowd, Um, is always smiling, is encouraging people to, like, dance along with him and sing with him. Yeah, and I think that's that positive energy kind of ringing true. You know, even even though in his music he might be singing about uncomfortable topics or, you know, not necessarily the nicest things in the world to happen to people, but he's filtering it all through this real positive can-do attitude. And I think that juxtaposition is so, so nice to kind of hear. If he wanted to, he could be, you know, singing these really sad songs and he would be justified in doing so, but he's choosing to go the other route and say that there is hope, which I think is really, really special. If you've just tuned in, you're on For The Record on FBI Radio with me, Maya Billick and Dan Gordon. We're going through Unity by Gordon Koang, an album 
That was Album of the Week here on FBI a couple of weeks ago. Get it wherever you get your things on. Check it out on Bandcamp. We're going to go into a bit more of the record now with South Sudan. Let us know what you think on 0409 945 945.
Malmigoa right there up the top, South Sudan. You're tuned into For the Record, where we've been listening to Gordon Coang's Unity for around about the last half an hour or so. We're about halfway through the album now, and it's such a fun and joyful listen. And we're just talking about how during live shows and also across the record, and I guess you could say Gordon Coang's general disposition is bright, warm, cheerful, joyful, and he seems like such a warm person. He's very giving. Yeah, it's almost like he's trying to invite every single person in the audience to get on his level and feel the emotions and feelings that he's feeling, which you don't really see in a lot of frummins from a band or solo artists, you know, that kind of like willingness to really, really, truly participate with the audience. Mm. Even, I mean, if you want to look at all the press photos, like he's he's got a bright smile on his face, he looks really happy, he's standing there with his cousin and his carer and he always gives such a very big thank you at the end of his sets as well and he expresses really sincere gratitude to his audiences. What a gem. Yeah, and this album is a massive, massive achievement for Gordon, who actually won the huge 30k Big Sound grant last year, and he hopes that this album will bring him back to his family, which is such a sweet sentiment, and I genuinely, genuinely hope that it happens. Yeah, I think it's definitely worth repeating again. This is someone who's been making music for 20 plus years, and for the last five, six, he stopped entirely. This was... uh, music he turned to and made in the face of uncertainty and trying to bring like a sense of normalcy I guess to his life and to like waiting for this visa to come through little did he know just before the album was finally finished and ready to be released he did get granted permanent residency in Australia and in spite of all of the suffering he'd mentioned he was going through and how music is what got him through. It's all kind of coming back together. Yeah, and obviously I hope that post-COVID, whenever that is, he can get his family over here and kind of reunite because I, I can't wait to hear what the album, that after that has happened, what the album after that will spawn. So hearing that I feel like will be such a, a nice full circle kind of moment. No, and it is really worth saying that it is no easy feat because there is nowhere on this record, even even Asylum Seeker, like there is no shred of of sadness, of anger, of misunderstanding for why X and Y has happened to him. It's It's all about trying to bring people together. Yeah, he's trying to look at the best and the positive of every single situation and deal with every single card that he's been dealt in the most unselfish way possible. And I think that it's honestly so, so inspiring to hear that. And on that, we're going to go into Waiter Right Here by Gordon Coang on FBI.
following Weda by Gordon Koang here on For the Record. We have Chiela Nyewal Karan. We don't have a problem with anyone from the record Unity. It's time for us to make some way for Kiki Amberber on lunch, so don't go anywhere. We're going to let this next one take you all the way through to lunch with Kiki, so stay locked on FBI 94.5. Digital radio and streaming at fbiradio.com, which is also where you'll find... You'll find the track list to the entire show. You can stream it back and do whatever you want if you want to get in touch with us. For the record at fbiradio.com is the spot. Or you can hit us up on Instagram, for the record FM. You can also find For the Record wherever you get your podcast from. Just look up FBI Radio. Check out last week's episode on Bedroom Suck with Joe Alexander. We'll see you next week. This last one by Gordon Koang from Unity. Taken me to Jokunal by Gordon Koang on FBI Radio.
Yeah, that I'm the Lord, the Lamb, Ray, Dan, Lobe, Chiang, Yara, the Jen and the Tor. 